everybody, and welcome to this bed podcast. I'm joined with Fusion Speaks. Uh, in today's topic, we're talking about country or not country. Um, oh shoot, what was cultural. it? Cultural, cultural differences. We're talking about cultural differences today. So, anyway, a lot of cultures out there. There are a lot of cultures. Yes. And they why and they can vary like ridiculous amounts, you know. Yes, yeah, since like a random tribe here, or I mean, somewhere in the world is probably a lot different than here in America. It's got oh, yes, a lot ab- different. Absolutely. So I, I mean, just just look at the the tribe about that. Did you hear about that missionary that went to the sent? What is it called? The Sentinel Islands, something like that. Anyways, yeah. something. Like that. And he got killed by them because you know, yeah, they, they don't like they don't like visitors. Yeah, there's a yeah, there are a lot of tribes too. So oh yeah, and I'm sure there's surprise me. I'm sure there's a few that we don't even know exist as of right now. You know? Yeah, exactly. I know <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of cultures. I, <laughs> yeah. So what about the Chinese here? I'd like to start with China. China, okay. So, I guess today what I learned from China is when when McDonald's first moved to China, uh, mm-hmm. which was I actually don't remember the time frame it was. Probably later eighties, nineties, early two thousands, something like that. Yeah, I think it was early two thousands, maybe. Early two thousands, something like that, yeah. but. So at first it was just the store and there was no drive-throughs. And yeah. and when they put in drive-throughs, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how they worked or <laughs> what what they were going to do. Like, you know, they just go through it and they get their food th- from the drive-through and then they go inside and eat. <laughs> like what's the point of that? Yeah, it was yeah. They basically had to teach them how to do a drive-through. Yeah, they had to teach them how to do a drive-through. Yeah, I mean that—that's not their fault. I mean, it's, it's not their fault they didn't know what a drive-through was. No. I mean, who who are we to make fun of them for not knowing how to do go through the drive-through? And yeah, I mean, they've never had it before. So. Yeah, <laughs> when we've been born and raised to know how a drive-through works and how to go through it and yeah. <laughs> successfully complete your order and get your food through a drive-through, you know. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm surprised I haven't heard of like China not having a drive-through for this long until today. I, I feel yep. like that's pretty big information. That was some information. I mean, who knows that the video that I that, that I saw this morning was actually pretty out of date, probably yeah, 10, true. 15 years old. So who knows if more drive-throughs have been in China since then? Yeah, I'm sure they I'm, have. Been I, I've hoped. I hope that they've learned how to use them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially with like McDonald's, since McDonald's is everywhere. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. It's all yeah. I mean, I guess since we're talking about culture differences, that's that's one of the culture culture similarities. There's McDonald's everywhere. Everybody knows what yeah. McDonald's is. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. Even like some of the poorest places have McDonald's around the corner, you know? Yeah, it's everywhere. 
Yeah. So, so while we're on the topic of China, one of the main differences that we think of when we think of China and in 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 their culture is most people jump straight to them eating dogs and and animals that we consider pets here in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think is a big deal, because Hawaii does it too, don't they? What? Hawaii? Don't they eat dogs too? I I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I've just heard that's like a myth I've heard. So I've no. I I wouldn't be surprised if they if people did consume dog there, but I would not be surprised if they didn't as well. Yeah. I'm not saying that all all I know is that some places in China they do indulge in. Dogs, and I—I I actually don't know about cats. I'm not sure if they eat cats, but I know for a fact that somewhere in China they—they they eat dogs pretty regularly. I guess they have like I've—I've I've even seen like articles about festivals or something like that where they just go and eat dog. You know, strange. <laughs> to to them, that's normal. Yeah, I mean, normal to them. Dogs, I mean, dogs may be pet. They may have dogs as pets, like some people, but you know, it's just it's their food. I mean, I don't yeah. see, I don't see a big deal with that because when there's that many people in your country, there's gonna be you're gonna need to expand your food groups a little more than just like. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure dog has been part of their menu for a while too. For a long time, yeah, I guarantee yeah. for centuries, probably. Yeah, for centuries. You know that the India, per se, they probably look at us like the U.S. How we look at the China with dogs, because is it isn't it India that they worship cows or, or not worship? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, eat basically, cows. they basically worship them. That's where the saying "Holy cow" came from. Was from India. <laughs> really I, I didn't yeah that's that's where you get holy cow okay well I didn't know that <laughs> yeah that's a new one for today <laughs> yeah so like if a cow is just blocking the road they will not move it they won't even try they'll just wait yeah I mean it's so it's it's kind of like just how we people in the US are disgusted by people in China uh, consuming dog, but I don't think it's a big deal, honestly. Yeah, if it's their culture, it's their culture, you know. Yeah. Our culture may be different, but just like how we are disgusted at them eating dogs, India's disgusted at us eating cows, you know. Exactly. And, and then bringing uh, this back to McDonald's, there's even a McDonald's, a burger place, McDonald's in india where they don't eat cows really <laughs> even in india there's a mcdonald's they just serve uh, veggie burgers and stuff i guess hmm anyway oh that's that's kind of weird i guess yeah it is weird like pork burgers or something i don't know I chicken chicken but sandwiches i don't know all i know is that it exists so yeah and then kind of the same thing with uh, Jewish people. You know, they don't eat pig, pork. Yeah. Wait, is it Jewish people? Jewish and Muslims, right? I'm not Let's sure. I, I'm not sure. 
I know I'm pretty sure Muslims can't eat pork. I'm gonna have to research that real quick. Um. Yeah, I think, I guess uh, Muslims cannot eat pork. I'm not sure about Jews here. Hmm, so Muslims can eat pork. Okay, I've heard that before. So. And Jews, Jewish people cannot. They also cannot eat pork. Huh. I didn't know Jewish people. Yeah. Um. They cannot. They can't consume pork or shellfish. Shellfish too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. Hello? There you are. Oh, are you still here? Yeah, yeah. shellfish and pork, I guess. Oh, that's kind of... I didn't know that. That's not fun. <laughs> no. Fun. You're limited to not... Well, you... I guess it's normal to them. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing, I guess. Right. Shellfish? Why not shell... I, th- that's kind of strange to me. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Get it, but but that's but that's why we're talking about culture differences, I guess. Exactly. Like competition pork. Like uh, cannibalism. That's still a thing. That might be yeah. normal to them, but it's weird for us. Yeah, some people still do cannibalism, mostly like tribes. Yeah, mostly tribes, but I mean, it's normal to them. It's normal to them, and exactly. I don't know, especially especially when um you're in a tribe that you know it's hard, it's much harder to survive. You're like living as a tribe, so it completely makes sense to consume your own people to survive yeah. if you needed to. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, <laughs> to them that's absolutely perfectly normal because they need the food to survive, but. Whereas we could, we can drive a minute and a half and get some food from the store, you know. Yeah, it's super easy for us. When 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 food's food is hard to come by, it's it's pretty hard to come by in some places, you know. Yeah, and and again, the tribes that are still doing cannibalism, I bet they've done it for for a long time. Oh yeah, since since that tribes existed, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. why not? Exactly. So, yeah. Back to the pork thing. I mean, I understand pork. To me, to me, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of pork. I'm not gonna lie. Me either. I mean, like pork chops. Eh, not a big fan. Bacon. Bacon's pretty good. <laughs> Bacon is really good. That's like the only pork I really like. Yeah. Bacon. I mean. Cold pork is pretty good, I guess. Still not a huge fan. Yeah. I can I can I can agree with um Muslims and Jewish people on that one, not gonna lie. <laughs> Even with the seafood? No, not actually I take that back. I mean I, I the pork I could go the rest of my life without eating pork. 
I, I, I don't think that would be a a huge thing for me. Yeah. Sea or shell, shellfish? Is it shell? Yeah, just shellfish. I mean, I guess I don't really eat shellfish enough to say that it would impact my life, but I do enjoy some clam chowder. Everyone. Ooh, clam chowder, yeah. Clam chowder is great. That's they're missing out on some clam chowder. I'm not gonna lie there. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I didn't even think when I thought of like uh, shellfish, I thought like lobsters and crabs, but clam chowder, yeah. Are lobsters and crabs considered shellfish? I'm not, I'm not I, sure. I don't even know, honestly. Let's see. Are lobster and crab considered shellfish? I don't think they are, honestly. I have no clue, so... Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, I guess they are. Um, yeah, it says there's two groups of shellfish. Uh, crustacea, which is shrimp, crab, lobster, and then mollusk. Like clams, mussels, oysters, scallops, etc. Okay, that sucks. Yeah, so like, (laughs) no, yeah, that no shrimp even. Shrimp, I'm shrimp's shrimp's a great food. I I love me some shrimp. Me too. Crab, lobster, that's pretty good. Oysters, clams, all pretty good. That sucks. Yeah, I feel bad for them. But that's just their culture. That's what they do. Yeah, it's normal to them. So that's not what the average American thinks, you know. Exactly. There isn't. There so, isn't a whole. There isn't a huge population of Jewish people or Muslims out here. I mean, there's there's actually quite a bit of Jewish people, but not a whole lot. Yeah, there's not not that much. And Muslims too. There's not a whole lot of Muslims in the U.S., but there is definitely a, a sizable population. Yeah, there there's some, but you just don't see them. Not too very often. No. Not very often. Yeah. I'd like Mexico. I'd like to talk about Mexico. I mean, Mexico. Mexico. Strange. <laughs> yeah. Get pretty strange. I mean, they, the, with the, the worshiping of Santa Muerte, which is a newer one, I guess. It's, they kind of, it's like a shrine, Saint of Saint Death. That's what Santa Muerte means, Saint Death, and they they'll crawl on their hands and knees. Oh yeah, I've heard of this one. In the, in the sand, like in the hot sand and sharp sand, you know. Like rocky, yeah. sharp, hot sand all the way on their hands and knees up to that shrine and leave stuff there. Mexico. Yeah, I've actually watched a whole documentary on that. You have? Yeah. Can you expand on that more? Because I'm not very educated on that. All I know is the bare minimum pretty much of that topic. Well, uh, so it's in like the, so it's in Mexico and there's like, I don't know how to say it. So it's it's actually a lot of controversy because a lot of Catholic uh, Mexicans are saying 
they're worshiping the devil and uh the other side the wait what were they called again it was the the saint of death or whatever you said saint, saint death santa morte santa morte uh the ones worshiping santa morte uh they they just felt like uh it's giving them like a whole new life a whole new lifestyle a new way to live basically so hmm yeah well that i i could definitely see where they're coming from that they're worshiping you know not i wouldn't say the devil but yeah, I wouldn't say that something devil, but... something more dark than you know, say a normal saint, <laughs> a saint. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'm gonna have to read. I'm gonna have to read about this real quick. Santa Muerte. I'm hoping. I hope I'm thinking of the right thing. And I think. I think I am. Pretty similar to me. What we're talking about here. They. Yeah. I mean, how many? How many things? Do people crawl on their hands and knees for up to a shrine of a body, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not too many, I think. I don't know. So it's a folk saint, it says, of Mexican. Um, I think your mic cut out again. Sorry about that. It's alright. Um, it says that it's it's mexican and mexican-american folk catholicism and she's associated with kind of kind of a let's see kind of a a more i don't know how to explain this here it's kind of like she is a sender of like once you die it's it's for your protection i guess for a smooth transition from when you die to to your afterlife after that you know i guess that's okay. that makes sense so i guess that makes sense yeah and yeah <laughs> and i guess they they really worship that thing man like they oh yeah <laughs> Like it's it's Mexico. We're talking Mexico. It's not it's not a sixty-seven degree day through this like hands and knees through the sand. It's gonna be like ninety, ninety-five plus yeah. degrees in the very rocky sand that Mexico has. You know, it's hot. Yeah, they'll they'll uh, do it in roads too. Yeah, in the roads. Um, that's ouch. That's painful. That's asphalt. Oh, asphalt in 90 degree weather even 90 degrees is probably pretty mild for Mexico too yeah I mean it can probably soar past that yeah well yeah they're, they're going they're going to the shrine they want their protection they have yeah they, they're gonna need their protection that's fair though I mean if they're if they want to do that that's that's fine I don't think to judge. I don't think that's very irrational to me. That doesn't sound very irrational to me. Yeah. More like, you know, cannibalism and eating dogs. I think to me that's a little bit irrational. 
but you know religion is more workable than like just food habits yeah i agree i definitely agree since i mean uh No, go ahead, sir. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, what was I saying now? Uh, So, some religions, I mean, it just depends, I guess. Since most some some religions, it's like, (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot you have to do to get to the afterlife. Yeah, there's, there's, there's crazy examples, you know? Most religions, pretty much most religions, uh, follow some sort of like strange protocols, like strange, uh, what's the word here? Practices, yeah, practice and in uh, what's it called, man? I don't know. They practice it for centuries, you know, like it's a long time coming. Like oh, it's, culture, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's traditional. That's what I was looking for. Traditional. Yeah, definitely. Little stuff. And yeah. religion, a lot of, there's a lot of strange stuff with religion. And there's I, I, a lot of religions too. Oh, and there's a lot of religions. I mean, yeah. Cult. I mean, just, just in the U S alone, there's probably like, I don't even know how many religions. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and if you're counting cults too. Oh. Yeah. That's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> That's probably the number one biggest culture difference for everything is religion. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean I guess yeah. I guess that's pretty common knowledge, but still pretty much the biggest difference between cultures is religion i yeah it is without a doubt and then secondly i'd say food (laughs) food's pretty much next yeah food well i don't well i have i have some like random random things on a paper here oh you do go ahead so the first one i have is uh the tribe in indonesia if if a loved one dies, they will they they have to cut their finger off for each loved one that dies. Wow, really? Yeah, it's intense. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Pretty symbolic too, I guess. Yeah, symbolic. That's a good word for that. And that's actually kind of extreme. Yeah, some tribes don't mess around. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, it's a burden. If you die, it's a burden to everybody. Everybody yeah. cut off their own finger now. That sounds painful, man. <laughs> well, uh, from what I was reading about it, they they tie like a string around their finger, so it numbs it. Oh, so uh, it cuts off circulation. You kind of just get cell death, and then they cut it off. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that's better. Painful, but that's still painful. I mean, I don't, I don't care how you look at it. That's going to be painful. Yeah, it's going to be painful either way. But I guess that's pretty symbolic. I mean, just if if you're that tribe or whatever in India, 
don't, just don't die because <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty pissed one of my loved ones die and now i gotta cut off my damn fingers to go along with their death that's yeah yeah i i would hate that well i what did they do with the fingers though i didn't they never told me they just cut it off and throw it away i'm confused maybe they uh cannibalize those as well <laughs> cannibalize them yeah <laughs> stew I mean, if I cut off my own finger, I'd I'd want to keep it. <laughs> I'd yeah, not keep it. If if not eat it, I'd keep it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel bad about eating my own body, but eating somebody else's body, kind of. Yeah, I'm good. I'd rather. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. My own finger, I wouldn't mind having a, a a little piece of it just to see what human is like. I'm gonna. You ever wondered about that? <laughs> what does human taste like? I yeah yeah I have. I mean I I don't want to find out. That's for sure. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't want to find out. But yeah, I wonder. I I just wonder if it if it tastes any similarly to like like beef or pork or chicken. You know. Honestly, I bet if you looked it up on Google, Google will tell you. I'm gonna I'm gonna research that right now. Yeah, since now I'm curious. <laughs> what does human taste like? Let's see. Tastes like a little like pork, I guess. Pork. Okay. <laughs> that that kind of makes sense since we're aren't we pretty close related to a pig? Yeah, and I mean anatomically we are, I guess. Yeah, somewhere I think we're a little bit related to the pig. I don't know where though, but doesn't surprise me. Let's see. So does it taste like pork? A little more bitter and stronger, but it tastes quite good. <laughs> Who's making this? Who? Who are you reading this from? <laughs> I'm just reading what other people put, so... That's a bit concerning. <laughs> hey, this guy comments, uh, if I ever have a limb amputated, I'm gonna have to give it a try. That's... <laughs> I got my finger amputated. I'm gonna... I'm gonna make some... <laughs> some pork that's a little bit better stew. Huh. That's funny. Um, I'm not sure I can hear you again. Well, I I have another one. Uh, this one's in Greece. Uh, so when kids lose their teeth, they they don't just put it under their pillow. They they throw it off a roof. Throw it off the roof, huh? Yeah. Okay. What? Why is that? I I don't know. I have no clue. It's just kind of. Apparently, they're still doing that to this day too. So. Hmm. Well, I guess that's just kind of like if you asked some other country in the world, and they, like you said to them, in America, when the little kids lose their teeth, they put it under their pillow. I guess that's yeah. If you, if you ask me, that's just as... 
You know what? Yeah, you're right. I didn't even notice that. It's kind of it's kind of the same thing to me. I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's similar, I guess. Yeah, yeah and think about it. Your parent, your parents, steal the tooth. Yeah. Like, what? Who so, came up with this tradition? Like in the U.S., like the tooth fairy. Like, who comes up with this stuff? Exactly. Who? <laughs> huh. Yeah, since just like putting it under a pillow just sounded normal to me. Yeah, it, it sounds normal to us, but if you told that to some other country or something, they'd be like, what the hell are they doing, you know? Yeah. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Just as, just, just how, like, throwing it off the roof doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. And I was always intrigued with the Tooth Fairy as a youngling. <laughs> All right, I, I'm, I've got a suspicion now. I'm going to, I'm going to... I lost a tooth, didn't tell my parents about it. And I put it in the little plastic bag, put it under my pillow. Didn't tell my parents about it or anything. I was like, alright, if I if I wake up and there's money under my pillow, the tooth fairy's real. If not, <laughs> not then then it's my parents for sure. Cause I wasn't I wasn't sure at the time, you know, I was like six years old or something. So <laughs> put the tooth under the pillow, go to sleep, I wake up, and then I'm like, alright time to check so i look i lift up my pillow and it's not there the tooth isn't there i'm like yo (laughs) the tooth isn't there and and there's no money that's the thing there was no money either (laughs) and i was like yo i'm i'm kind of sketched out right now what's going on and what what happened was the tooth had somehow fallen out underneath the pillow and i'm (laughs) And under my bed or something like that and yeah i just couldn't see it <laughs> then i found it shortly after and i was like all right well i guess tooth fairy does not exist and i was all sad <laughs> that's kind of funny though <laughs> i didn't tell my mom that i didn't tell my mom that i figured out the tooth fairy wasn't real i was like hey mom look i lost a tooth and then you know boom the next day i had money under the pillow i was like wow <laughs> crazy how that works yeah, that's that's funny though. <laughs> I was intrigued for a second. I was like, "All right, I guess the tooth fairy might be real." <laughs> Just late with payment, paying with the credit. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So another one I have. Um, some people, not everybody, in Japan, will during a rainstorm during a rainstorm they'll cover their stomach because the parents told their told them that uh well let me see if i can pronounce this regine is on the hunt for their belly buttons and regine's like the the god of of rain i guess <laughs> wow <laughs> all right so some people you'll see just covering their stomachs during a rainstorm okay so is that kind of like um like uh just parents messing around with their kids or is that like actual belief like religion or something i so when i was reading it it kind of sounded like both like both yeah i was wondering if that was just kind of like the american equivalent of like don't sit so damn close to the tv or else you'll go blind (laughs) yeah it could be or it could be something that they do 
as a religion. I don't know. You never know. Some places are really strange, which is kind of the whole summary of this. <laughs> yeah. And I think that wouldn't be a bad place to wrap this up. You know what? I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I will speak on the on the podcast at a later time. Sounds good. See you later. See ya, everybody. See ya.